everybody doing this evening. Uh, this is your brother Seth coming at you again with another episode from Five Smooth Stones. Uh, I want to welcome everybody. I want to thank you for stopping by early. Those of you that are already on the phone lines in the chat room, thank you. Thank you, and I mean that. Uh, it's very important to see people uh, in tune with what you're trying to get out. So, anyway, folks, I just want everybody to know that tonight we have a very important, relevant, sensitive subject. And it's literally all of that. It's important, it's relevant, and it's very sensitive. And for that reason, I'll probably apologize. Not apologize. What's the word I'm looking for? I'll probably uh, do more disclaimers than I ever have done on the show because I don't want in any way to bring um, um, disrespect to anybody. Only the most I can judge people. But tonight, for sure, we are definitely going to judge the works of people. So... um, Tonight, a very important show tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. How are you doing? And I do mean, how are you doing? Hopefully today you had a good day. I know it was hot all across the uh, country. I mean, record heat all across the country. And I hope that didn't affect you and your family too much. Um, You know, I've been doing this blog now for over a year. And I kind of, I do like doing it. But I try, the biggest temptation to me is using this blog as a soapbox, just a place to just vent. I do not want to be somewhere just venting. I want to be a part of change. I want to be a part of the Most High's hand upon the earth. I want to touch lives. I want my life touched by the callers. I want people to share with me things that will be a blessing uh, to me because, I mean, I more than you do, I'm going to go there and just say probably more than you do, need to hear from the Most High in my life in every way. And I don't take having a little blog in any way whatsoever as me being an authority or me being smarter than the next person. There are a lot of y'all that know circles around me. No big deal. I understand that. And I just hope when people like you come on the phone lines that you'll be respectful enough to be able to convey, transfer their wisdom onto other people. That's what my desire is for those of you that know better than I do. I hope, hopefully, I've treated everybody over the year. Over, it's been over a year now, but as long as I've been on Blog Talk, hopefully, I've treated everyone with respect. Because in the end, that's what it's all about: how you treat people. So many of what we say and do, we don't know. We're guessing. We're guessing what happened thousands of years ago. We're guessing what happened on in in the scriptures. We guessing what happened in the Quran. We're guessing. We're guessing, we're guessing. We wasn't there. And we can look up books and books and try to help us out, but there's oftentimes in any translation of any book, there's these edits, there's these changes, there's these versions, different versions of everything. 
So in the end, all we really have is each other and today. We know about today because we're looking at it. Then some of us, I don't even know if we know about today because we're still deceived. So tonight, we're going to deal with the topic. The name of the show is called Warning to All Christians. That's the name of the show, Warning to All Christians. And once you look at the show's description, it gets a little bit more uh, uh, detail about what the warning is. I'm just going to go ahead and read the show's description so everybody will be on point as to what we're going to be talking about tonight. Subjects is not limited to just this, but hopefully we will at least accomplish what I'm about to read. This is the show's description. I went on to say earlier, tonight, the unhealthy trust towards ministers how we have no business putting our trust in, in our bishop, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, deacon, or even ourselves. Only the Father. We also re-examine scriptures we use that keep us blindly trusting ministers. Scriptures like touching up my anointing. That's me throwing it in there. But scriptures like touch not mine and to do my prophet no harm. And I goes on to say, especially for some reason the large ministries. Then weird male preachers sent out to our homes, to our home, claiming to be talking just to us. What is up with that? All these ministers send these messages to our homes claiming to be talking to just us. How stupid can people think you are? There's a lot of them that do that. Saying, I, and this, I didn't type this, but saying things like, I see you there, and, and God told me to tell you this, and I'm writing you personally this letter. And you see the letter is one of those things that's generated going out to thousands. They have been doing that forever. And you know who's the most gullible of all people? the uneducated, the poor. Lots of educated people don't even get this stuff because they don't have to even send it to them. Then we go to a lot of these, to, to a lot of these churches where these people are at because they see right through them. But there's a lot of people saying, they write letters saying, I see you sitting there, my sister or my brother. God told me you have a need. I want to agree with you with this need. I'm going to ask you to send a seed faith, send a seed faith offering to us. And God will restore you the, the years of the canker worm, whatever they can think of to say they just say all kind of scriptures twisted. And of course, people want to be blessed. And of course, people look at how big these folks are. And of course, people look at the fact that they have planes and houses and all this stuff. And they feel like, well, God must be with them. All these thousands, thousands of people following them, they can't be deceived. They can't be off. And they send their money in. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's all is based on just money. So I went on to say, uh, weird male, um, then weird male preachers send to our homes claiming to be talking just to us and other weird, weird things we do in churches and doctrines we're taught that has zero to do with the Bible. And I put in a disclaimer, first disclaimer for the night. 
this is not a show disrespecting the true church, which is the greatest power group on the earth that served the Most High with their life. No, this is exposing the most wicked group of people on earth that so happen to be inside the same church building who are wolf, wolves, I should say, in sheep clothing. <laughs> wow, what do y'all think of that one? Wolves in sheep clothing, they're not the real deal. This is also addressed to those who are 100% sheep, but either are deceived, ignorant, or disobedient for a season. That's what we're dealing with tonight. People in the church that are really real, they are 100% sheep. They're not wolves, but they're deceived. They're ignorant. Or they're just flat-out disobedient. They know the truth and just ain't doing it. Or are those people inside of these church buildings, they, they're inside the church, but they're not part of the true church. You know, the church is the people. They're inside what we call the church building, where you meet, but they're not inside the true church, and they are wolves acting like sheep. That's what we're dealing with tonight, but I promise you, we're going to go so much more deeper than that topic I just said, that description. We're going to talk about a lot of practices that we've been hearing for years. I'm going to talk about a case of a pastor that actually was spanking his members at one of the largest church of body classes in the um, country. Well, not in the country, that's not true. One of the largest church of crisis in the city. And uh, this man was literally spanking his members, of course, women. I don't know if he's spanking any men. I don't think men would take that. Never call his name out because it's really not important. I'm not afraid to call his name out. That's nothing going to deal with why. You know, why do we are so afraid to say something to these people? You know, why are we afraid? And uh, anyway, this minister was uh, literally. Spanking his members. He would tell them to read the Bible, give them to read the Bible, give them to read the Bible, and when they didn't follow through with certain procedures, I guess he talked them into letting grown people down with their Bible out. He's, they end up submitting to him, spanking. This is not, wasn't a bunch of hot women just trying to have sexual stuff with him. This is showing us serious discipline this man was doing on women. Now, anybody let you spank him as a rule. I'm talking about with a board. This man was spanking grown people with a board. You know, he was giving 16 licks. That was one person that got 16. I think that was the number. I know that sounds crazy, but it ain't crazy. When you have scriptures like touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm, people don't know how to take that. People don't know how to understand that. You have folks operating under the gifts of the Spirit, which is real. Some of y'all ain't going to believe in it yet because you just, you just, you're just not into the groove. You're just not. You, you're not into the groove. It's the wrong word. You said that, but you you don't. You're not spiritual. Some of y'all just law oriented. You just know about the what the 
but to what the Bible says in the letter, but you know, don't know anything about the gifts of the Spirit. Well, some of y'all do know, and you do know there are people walking around that can read your mail as though they're really reading your mail. I mean, they really can read what's going on. The Holy Spirit has imparted to them gifts. And actually, I'm not going to even say the Holy Spirit. I'd be careful because I believe some people just have natural gifts that the Most High give people. And then there's the gifts of the Spirit, which means the Spirit is ruling your life and it imparts these gifts from time to time. I don't believe the Spirit would impart a gift to somebody to be able to know what's going on in your personal life if they are not close to the, to the Most High. I just don't see why the Spirit would impart personal information, knowing that when that person say this, 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 this information that nobody knows, that the hearer, the believer, is going to take him as some man of God, a woman of God. So this man, anyway, was spanking his members, and then some of them he would have sex with them. As a rule, if you can spank somebody, you probably can have sex with them, because if they're that gullible, they don't tell them what they will, what they will allow. So this brother was doing this for many years and had a giant following. Somebody might ask, how do you end up with a giant following if you're doing something that crazy? That is why we're having this show tonight, just to show everyone that this is real. This is real. Let me do this. Uh, Wait on a few more people to come, and we'll be right back. I just got to just allow a few more people to come and then we're going to jump right into this. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. I'm telling you, it's something. It is amazing some of the stuff I'm going to share. You just won't believe what you hear. Just trust me. You won't believe what I'm going to share with you tonight. So we'll be right back. Let's play a little bit of James Brown until we get back, okay? Just a little something different.
and a baby boy. Man, make them happy because man, make them choice without you. Sorry about that, people. I thought that I had the song going and walked away, and it's not going. I apologize. All glitches, glitches, glitches. I apologize. That that was dumb of me. Um, Going to play James Brown. It's a man's world, and unless it played and stopped, I don't think I was that long. But anyway, uh, folks, again, I apologize for that. But uh, just to finish up what we was talking about, or just to go ahead and start, I should say. I want everybody to uh, please, if you will, have your Bibles handy because we are going to look at the Scriptures tonight. We are going to look at the Scriptures tonight because it's very important that, that, that we come out from the point of this spell, and it's mainly with black people. I was talking about a minute ago how a friend of mine was uh, literally going around uh, spanking members and having sex with them. I shouldn't say a friend of mine. He, he, I, I know him, but he's not a friend of mine for sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, when he was young, uh, he was called, a, well, he was called a preacher at a very young age, and, and all he probably ever knew was being and uh, grew up. And those of y'all who I'm talking about, fine. Those of y'all who don't, good, even better. Because I don't want to present sometimes people as, uh, sometimes when we try to correct a teaching or a doctrine, we oftentimes, Present the people in, a, in such a way that nobody wants to uh, follow them, hear from them. And if you be honest, some of us in our own personal lives, we may not be going around doing something that crazy, but we're doing something crazy. And crazy is crazy in the most high's eyes. Sin is sin. And uh, I don't know if this brother is real or not. I don't know if he. Believe. I think I, my guess would be he's a believer that's in disobedience, gross disobedience. 
sometimes as believers, those of us that have really had an experience, we really have been born again. Talking about the spirit, man. You know what happens when we receive the gift of righteousness and the Holy Spirit coming in our life. We can drift away. And there's a lot of people that just have simply drifted away. They have just simply drifted away. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 5, there was a person that was sleeping with his father's mother. And Paul, First uh, Corinthians 5 goes on to say something like this. It says, uh, and I'm trying to quote it verbatim, but it said, It is reported that there's fornication among you. Such fornication has not been seen among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's mother. And then Paul goes on to say that me being absent in body but present in spirit, he says, next time y'all come together, I'm basically I'm there in the spirit, and that you should turn this person over to Satan for the destruction of their body, that their spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. In other words, this person was doing a very wicked thing, and he was doing a lot. Paul talked about how that it was done a lot. It's First Corinthians 5. We won't turn, but you can turn right down and turn if you want, but I've got other scriptures we're going to focus on tonight. Mainly this is the focus to just let everybody know that there is accounts in the Bible of people that live, did some very wicked things, but yet the Most High called them is chosen or his people. Look at Israel. Look at David. Many things David did. You know, having having Bathsheba's husband Bathsheba, Bathsheba's husband killed just so he could have her. That's some wicked stuff right there. You can't get no wicked. You can't get too much more wicked than that. So what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is folks, be careful we're putting, before I even start the show, be careful with putting ministers in, into these different compartments of false prophet and wicked. And you don't know the heart of these people. Uh, 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 de, uh, de facto, I think that's what they call it, believer or Christian can do just as much evil as a person that don't know who Christ is, never heard of him. I mean, I'm telling you, you cannot go around judging people. You just can't do it. You have to just kind of just judge what is, judge their actions and move on. Judge it, and that's what we're going to do tonight. So, again, please have your Bibles out because we're going we're gonna to definitely dig in the Word tonight. And uh, I just want to, um, again, say, before I say one word, that, this, that the purpose of this show is not to put down any churches or ministers. I'm just I'm just not feeling that tonight. I'm not feeling no night, but for real, tonight I'm not feeling that. Tonight what I'm trying to do is show how there's a certain group of people, mainly black African Americans and Hispanics, lower income type of people, and white. There's a lot of white that's part of this too. Lower income, lower educated, least educated, not necessarily ignorant, but just least educated people that's gullible to these ministers. And I think a lot of these ministers are straight up wolves in sheep clothing. They have no ties with the scriptures, no tr- no ties with the most high. 
They are straight up false prophets. They don't have no conviction whatsoever. They'll take you for everything you got. They're mixed in with others that are believers. They know the way, and they're just deceived because they didn't stay close to the Father and keep his listen to his voice. Remember, the scripture says that Satan can fool the very elite. So don't think you can't be a fool. I could be talking to somebody right now in the sound of my voice, and you are part of that flock, that, that group of people that's deceived, and you're ignorant. You know, ignorant people don't walk around saying, hey, I'm ignorant. Can I listen to your show? You know, in some areas, I'm the ignorant one. In some areas, some things you can bring up with regards to the Bible. You know, there's lots of topics. Some of those topics, sooner or later, you're going to hit one that I'm just ignorant of, maybe ignorant of a lot of them. And when you get on that particular topic, that ignorance will come out of my mouth. I will say things that will cause harm because I don't know. Because I don't know. How can I know something I don't know? So if somebody asks me a question about something I don't know, and I think I do know, I'm going to misguide some people. And that's what a lot of these people are. They just simply in error. That's the proper terminology, not they false. You know, I'll, take a, I'll give you a classic example right now. Creflo Dollar is doing a wonderful series talking about uh, who we are in the spirit versus who we are in the flesh. Now, I believe with all my heart that what this man is sharing right now and I've been saying he needs to talk about this for many years, and to hear him say it now, it's a blessing. Creflo is talking about the value of who we are in the spirit and not who we are in the flesh. I still to this day don't agree with him on how he look at money and, 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 and believers. I do not believe that the most high want all is filthy rich. I just don't believe that because what we call filthy rich is in excess. Americans, millionaires, and billionaires is way over in excess. And they are so wealthy, that wealthy, somebody else on the planet is going to suffer. Everybody just look at what this person got. Bill Gates got, this person got, this person got. You know, they don't look at, well, where is this coming from? You know, as a rule, when you're this wealthy, somebody else is suffering. Some kind of way, some other countries is being cut out of the pie. They're porous. They're, they're sliced. When the gross domestic product is so high on, the, on Americans and so low in other countries, there's, there's a reason why. And there's all types of just horrible things done to people in other countries. So we, the so-called United States, are United Snakes. There's a reason we stand so tall. We're standing on other nations. So I just want to say to everybody, please be careful. Please be careful. So let's just put the spotlight on on the DFW area, and let's talk about this situation where uh, this brother was literally spanking members. We'll start off with that, and we're going to play some clips that's going to be very disturbing. Well, not that disturbing, but they're disturbing to some people because some of y'all like some of these people that you're going to hear. So for you, it'll be disturbing. 
because some of y'all is in love with some of these people, and you will not want to hear what you're about to hear. So I hate to say it, but we're going to play it. It'll be uh, in a little bit. We're going to play a clip by um, Benningham, some uh, sister that had some issues with a mail-out he did. We're going to also play a clip by another brother just encouraging the church to trust the Most High. These people don't have no agenda other than to get people to trust the Most High, like I'm trying to do. Okay? So let's talk about this one minister. Again, I'm not calling his name. Why am I not calling his name? Because I don't want to cause y'all to start saying he's not right, he's not this, and then the Most High is saying something different. He's mine, he's mine, he's in rebellious right now, he's that prodigal son that's no longer at the house with the family, but he is my son. We got to be careful. So this brother would go to different churches. And I want to say this because I know some of y'all are thinking, well, hold on, why don't you expose these brothers? Why don't you expose them? Why don't you expose them? First of all, if you want to know who this person is, just Google it, and you can find out. If you want to know that bad, Google it. There ain't a whole lot of people that's been pastors that's been in trouble and, and ostracized and, and put out of the church and blah, 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 because they were spanking their members. Okay? But I'm not going to be putting out names. You won't be able to say Brother Seth said nothing. Okay? Again, the church, the true church, is the most powerful institution, powerful group of people because they follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They follow the Most High. They follow Christ as Christ follows the Most High. And I am not about to put any type of nothing on this group of people, the true church. I'm talking about wicked people that have come to church, and we know they're wicked by their actions. Well, actually, we know their actions is wicked. We don't even know where their heart is because they can be in one of those seasons of rebellion like some of y'all. Okay? So let's look at what's going on. How do a minister get control over his members to where he can literally have females to let them spank him? And I mean some of these women were not trying to have sex with him. They just thought they were supposed to be spanked. Let me explain something. First scripture I want to give everybody is this one. Please, uh, if you could, turn your Bibles to us, 1 Chronicles 16 and 22. 1 Chronicles 16 and 22. 1 Chronicles 16 and 22 is one of those scriptures that um, scare the heck out of you if you don't understand um, it's just one of those scriptures that make you just run from all preachers and never say nothing wrong. It says, let's just go ahead and uh, read the uh, verse right above it. I don't like always just reading the, the scripture where you want to read, okay? He suffered no man, verse 21, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophet no harm. This is talking to the message of the kings. 
But this is a message to anyone. Touch not my anointing and do my prophets no harm. A lot of people, a lot of ministers use this scripture to control people into doing whatever. And this is one of the scriptures that this particular gentleman would use on his subjects. He would uh, spank them. He would first tell them, you know, you're in the part of the church and we're trying to build the body of Christ. And we have these rules. We have these members. We're asking everybody to read this and read that. And my sister, you're not doing this. You're not trying to follow the most high. You're not following God. It's pretty probably what he said. And uh, I just feel like you're being rebellious and you're being a person that's not teachable and you're not following the church's, uh, our goals and our, our, our creed or our mantle. We always throw it in there. And they'll say, you know, we have disciplinary things that you've agreed to. And so this time I want to, I feel like the Most High is leading me to thank you or something like that. He'll be, I'm, put, I'm sure he'll doctor it up with all kind of little whatever. Next thing you know, this woman is getting 16 licks over her butt. Now, as a rule, if anybody is that gullible, you can literally have sex with them because you can turn around and say, you know what, I'm the, I, I'm, uh, well, I'm going to give you a real-life story here in a second uh, of, an, of another young lady's testimony to the church in, in a second. But anyway, what this brother would do is he did a lot. We don't know how many. They don't know how many. They don't know. It probably was hundreds. We don't know. If he did He did it for years. But uh, finally, if some women broke after the fun of the spell, probably because they listened to a show just like you listened to this one tonight, and realized I'm under a spell. I'm being, I'm, I'm being, uh, you know, hoodwinked, bamboozled, and they begin to speak out. And, and uh, of course, you, when you tell uh, the news, here they come. So this made the news, lots of news. So it's all over the net. Make the long story short. This gentleman would get these women. And after he he would he would show he showed the one lady's house with a with a with a thing that whereby he spanked him uh, a board uh, I'm trying to think what you call it just a regular board like he would get in, in back in the day in high school just, he would show up with a paddler paddle I guess I should say and he would show up with this cane with a cloth around it this is the testimony uh, uh, sworn testimony of one witness. And he would, uh, I don't know if it was Swarm, but it was to the news people. And uh, it had a cane with a covered cloth. So after he would spank these women, he would 16 times, 16 licks, and he would count the licks out, sodomize them with this. I know that's a big jump from spanking, but he did, honest. And I'm telling you, anybody that's gullible, if you're using scriptures and you got a following and you got money, and you got that that, that orb, orb about yourself where everybody knows you're the man of God. It's surprised how people would just do whatever you say. So she allowed him to do that to him, to her. And then after he would use this this cane, he would then use himself and, uh, um, you know, sodomize these women. And many of them, this one lady was, she had enough guts to report him. But then when they got in court, she would not press charges. And I know y'all are thinking, these are some crazy, ignorant, stupid women. No, they're not. These are people that want to obey the Most High. 
I know y'all saying, oh, no, that's not. No, yes, it is. These are people that want to obey the most high. They will put up with that. Now, it's in a way, it, it does make them look very bad. But look at their spirit for a second. Just give these people a break and look at their spirit for a second. Would you do it? You probably say, well, no. Hell no, I wouldn't do that. Well, that's you because you've been trained. You're a learned person. uh, You're a thinking person. But oftentimes when we go and join these churches, people use scriptures out of context to gain control over people. And I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. And the mind control in churches is it, it is way way out there. I mean, I did a show one time said uh, it said come to the fact God told me to tell you four most dangerous words. That was the name of the show. So we look in the archives and uh, <laughs> and and look up that show. That right there will will blow you away. That particular show, but people use. Uh, all types of scriptures to justify this kind of behavior. You can't just <laughs> you can't just go around saying all these people are just ignorant, low class. These are the greatest of humans because their heart is after the Most High. They are just ignorant. They just don't know enough. You know, all he's looking at is miracles. Somebody lay hands on a sick person, and they end up getting healed, and the next minute they're saying, take off your clothes like another sister. I was going to tell you about this other sister. And she was saying, she, this, this prophet, he is a prophet. I know this guy. And, I mean, this guy right here, psh, it's people I'm telling you, they can walk up to you and tell you about your marriage. They can tell you about your your children, and they don't know you from jump. You can be in a, sitting there, I've never seen you in their life. There's people that can do that. Now, sometimes they're operating by something called a familiar spirit. This is deep. Here I go. Y'all got to stay with me. Now, sometimes these people are operating by something called a familiar spirit. Now, what a familiar spirit is, a spirit that's around the people that this prophet is talking to, and it knows them. It's an evil spirit, and it knows these People, can y'all get that? If you, y'all, I shouldn't say, can y'all get that? Do you understand that? <sighs> just this, 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 this whole thing, uh, just do something to me. This whole topic really does something to me because y'all don't know how personal this is. All my life, I've seen as a child, we saw ministers, uh, we saw ministers that did great things and they did crazy things. I have been seeing phonies all my life. Some of them got busted, some of them didn't. And uh, this is is a subject I don't really have to do much research on, to tell you the truth, because I can give you names. I can give you websites of people that still out here doing it right now. And some of y'all might say, well, why don't you call them out, say who they are? Because I don't want to. I am so afraid. And you probably say, well, you you know different than they are if you won't call them out. This is what I do. I call out the behavior. And when you see the behavior, if you've listened to this show, and if you listen to the Most High more so than show, you'll say, that's not God. That's not the Most High. That's the goal. 
The goal ain't for you to judge the people. It's when you see this crazy behavior, run from it. And tell somebody else, run from it. Well, I like Reverend so-and-so. No, sister, what this brother is saying is not right. What this prophet is saying to you is not right. What that pastor told you, that that is not right. That's greed. Why is this? Why is it the scripture says this? The scripture says this. Why is he saying this? That's what I want to generate. That's what this show tonight, that's my goal. I just want to put my experiences out there and experiences from some of my brothers and sisters, not blood brothers and sisters, but spiritual brothers and sisters that went through something very similar. And you can learn from our mistakes or from our experiences. Because some of them mistakes on our part, some of them just things we saw. Now, a lot of things I'm going to say tonight, I'm telling you right now, I don't expect you all to believe some of this stuff. But there's some kooky stuff going on in these churches. And it ain't just in the churches. Please. Oh, so please. It's wherever humans are. I just will have to be talking about the churches tonight. Somebody might say, why are you talking about the church? Why are you talking about the mosque? Why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about that? Because I don't know about those other places. I don't want to be lying to you. The church is all I know in terms of what religion I've been a part of or what, you know. So that's why we're doing this. So listen, folks, tonight. Again, this sister said this prophet, who I happen to know, and I have no reason to doubt if he's not a real prophet, but just like you go and you do the little stuff you do, you don't want me to tell you on the air what you did the other night, this prophet has his weaknesses. Maybe he don't do none of that stuff you do. Maybe he never lied. Maybe he never cheated. Maybe he never steal. Maybe he never smoked. Maybe he never drank. This thing just might be what I'm about to say. So he got this young lady, happened to be a nice-looking young lady, and uh, he is a so-so-looking guy. It don't really matter, but he is a so-so-looking guy. I'm just sharing that with you for whatever reason. Take it or leave it. He tells his sister because she's seeking the most high. There are all these gullible victims are always seeking. Uh, 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 they're seeking the most high. Sometimes they get off on seeking man's approval. I should say he's not, and I should I shouldn't say they're not seeking the most high. I think they get off. They 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 start off seeking the Most High, but they some kind of way get into man at some point. I just can't believe the Most High would allow people that skim to be so deceived. So I think they start off seeking the Most High, but at some point they get deceived and start seeking man. So anyway, we'll talk about that a little later. But this young lady, this guy tells her, "You got to cleanse yourself before me. You got to cleanse yourself before the Most High. You got to." Walk right up before him, and in order to walk right before him, you got to be holy. And you're full of sin right now. But if you would just, you know, walk before the prophet, called talk about himself, walk before the prophet, the Father will forgive you. But you got to walk clean and, and with nothing on. Some kind of way he equated no clothes. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, y'all, but there are some people that can come on this blog right now and that can say the same thing I'm saying to throw some scriptures in there and, 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 and can, you know, uh, use clothing as though it's some type of sin. And once you do like Job and Job strip, cut off all even his hair. Job totally stripped. He said, naked I came to the world. Came to the world naked, I'm leaving naked. You know, Job did that. And some people can, prophets can, uh, so-called prophets can use that and say, just like Job did, you need to go before the Most High with nothing on, shave everything, and stand before the prophet. 
before you know it, you find yourself, most of the women are, are falling into this trick. And I don't think they're trying to get the demand. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think all women are but I think some of these women are just trying to, you know, trying to just doing what these these ministers are saying to just to be accepted by the Most High, you know. And they strip naked before the brother. Again, it can't be listened to the Most High. They may be seeking him. Oh, let me just reword it. They may be seeking him, but they're not listening to him. I'll say that earlier. I'll say they're not seeking him. But sometimes they are trying to find out what he's saying, and they're just not hearing the voice because they're not close to him. So anyway, this woman stripped before this prophet and paraded whatever way he told her to walk. He sort of walked north to south to east or west or come back and forth, and she would do it, and he just sit there and watched her. Now, she didn't say anything else, but we don't know if that was the end of that. Oftentimes, if you get a woman to, to go that deep, that far with you, sometimes people just want to control you. They don't have sex with you. That's some wicked, that's some crazy people out here. I mean, it's crazy. Any of it is crazy. I'm not trying to say they're crazy. They don't have sex. But I'm just saying, you would think if a man have a woman naked in front of him, the first thing you would think of is the next step is they're going to have sex. Nope, not true. Some of these people... It's totally unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do next. You don't know what they're going to do next. I mean, it's why I say it's crazy. You don't know how to, you can't figure it out. And when you can't figure something out, that's what I call crazy. So I I don't think nothing happened, but I think she did strip. So I'm saying is people do this every day, every single day. And I want to switch back for a minute and talk about the whole prophet that has these women spanked. Uh, um, again, he spanked him. Some of which, then after afterwards, he would uh, sodomize him with this 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 item, and then he would then do it himself. And the thing he would say to them afterwards. Again, all this stuff is online. Don't do it. Don't look at it now, please. I want y'all to follow me where I'm going with this. And again, there are people in the church that are following the Most High's voice. They ain't part of his foolishness. Thank the Most High. It is most of the people, I would say, would not entertain this foolishness. We're not talking about them tonight. We're not talking about those that walk with, that following the Lamb wheresoever He go, and they love not their lives unto death, as the Scriptures say. We're not talking about those people. Okay, we're talking about things that are taking from our people, robbing from our people, stealing, killing, destroying ministers. Doctrines, practices that are killing, stealing, and destroying our people. That's what the show is about. Killing, stealing, and destroying. We have enough people suffering. I see it in life with strangers, even with my own family. Doctrines and practices that make the word of God of none effect. Uh, one scripture says, your traditions. Listen to this scripture, folks. Your traditions has made the word of God of non-effect. Okay? Again, your traditions. Uh, it's Mark seven thirteen, Talking about how the word of God is, is nullified by your traditions. Okay? Mark seven thirteen. So, Anyway, 
which is just sad. Just think about this whole thing. But anyway, let's get into some more cases. And uh, back to the uh, the thing that this, this minister would say to uh, finish up this, then we get to some more cases. The thing the minister would say to this uh, to these people is he would often, first of all, if they're done having sex after he imposed himself on them, he would say, you know, nobody's going to believe you if you bring this to them. And this is going to make you look like a whore, my sister. So you need to keep this to yourself. God showed me to do this to you. I needed to do this to you. Some women would believe that. You know, if you already feel like the Most High is after you, he don't love you, that is as demon-possessed as you can get when somebody say that. That that, that is right there, uh, somebody led by the Spirit. It's one thing to do this crap. It's another thing to say that the Father told me to do it. But this man would say that God told him to do this to these women. Now, again, if you've got a large church, you know, over, I'm talking about hundreds, maybe even thousands, people think if he was a phony, somebody would have called him on the carpet. He wouldn't have got this big. They don't understand how this thing worked. To be a, have a big church don't mean that you have integrity. At all, people like going where the crowd is. Even I think Fred Price said, after you get a certain certain size, folks start coming to you just because you are big. Period. You get members just on the fact you got more members. People feel comfortable in numbers. I think there's Proverbs even said there's security in numbers. So people have this thing where if they see lots and lots of people, obviously you're right now. If it's two or three people following you. Then they think, well, I don't know about you because you ain't got but two or three people following you. So I'm saying this minister had lots of people following him, had a nice church, nice car, living in a $1.6 million parsonage. So you think that this man is listening to the Most High. And even if he's not and he's messing up right now, you still think, well, he's still a, a, a holy man, he's just messing up with me, and I'm not going to go saying that because he ain't going to do this again with nobody. Sometimes women think that. Whatever the case, he was able to get by with, with it many times, and he would tell them, nobody's going to believe you, they think you're a whore, and you're going to look like a tramp to everybody. So these women would not tell. And the one young lady, he said to her, if you, if you tell him I'm going to do your daughter the same way, uh, that would have told me right there he ain't of the most high. What's up with my daughter, you know? But these women are afraid. They are afraid. They're afraid that the most high is going to get them. Now, let me show you why he would say that. There's a scripture that says, it'd be better... It says, hold on, let me just, I want to find the scripture to talk about. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's do this. I can look that scripture up while we're doing this. This is the first recording I want to play tonight. This is very short. And this scripture is talking, this is a brother encouraging on us not to trust ministers. Who should we trust in? I think we shouldn't trust ministers, prophets, evangelists, teachers. You should listen to the word they're saying and then let allow the Holy Spirit, which is the real teacher inside of you, to siphonate, to, to decipher whether or not what you're hearing is truth. So that way the Holy Spirit inside you is your true teacher and not that minister. These ministers and pastors and preachers, 
you know, the Bible does say in Ephesians that they are sent to be, uh, to, uh, they're sent uh, to we all come into the school and to Kuyak there with no good. I'm doing so many I'm trying to type, look up so many things here one time and ain't funny. But uh, when you talk about prophets and teachers and pastors, these people was placed in the church for a reason. Okay, the Bible said these are the different functions. We've been given apostles, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We all come into the unit, uh, the, the uh, unity of Christ, the fullness of Christ. And this scripture, this one, I'm, what I'm quoting you right now, could be found. Let me just go and get the scripture for that. It's called what you call the fivefold ministry, and this is in Ephesians four. But he, a, uh, the, the most high placed these offices within the church. And then I know some of y'all know this like the back of your hand, but, but some people don't know it. But Ephesians 4 and 11 goes into the different functions. And there's not just these. There's other administrations as well. But there's apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers and pastors. Now, these people are placed there, and the word has been put in them. But they're not to be your guide. At the same time, the same person that wrote this, Apostle Paul, same person that wrote this, also said, y'all know where I'm going since I've been missing this scripture. All oh, we've been we've been wearing this scripture out. But Apostle Paul said in one breath that uh, we need these five offices. And then in another breath, he said, you need not that any man should teach you. Okay? You need not that any man should teach you, is what he said in another uh, part of the scriptures. And that can be found is in 1 John 2 and 27. 1 John 2 and 27 says it like this. Now, listen to this, folks. In one minute. We've been given these offices, these different these different offices, apostles, pastors, teachers. And then the next breath in First John 2 and 27, listen to this. And again, y'all should have your Bibles out. I told you we're going to be flipping. And again, King James Virgin Bible here. It says, uh, but the anointing which ye have received of him, talking about the Holy Spirit, abideth in you that ye... Need not that any man teach you. Again, but the anointing which ye have received of him, that's Christ, excuse me, abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But the same anointing teacheth you in all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, it shall abide in him. One more time. But the anointing which ye have received from him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And then Christ added to this and said, The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. Again, Christ said, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you 
into all truth. Okay, and that's John 16 and 13. John 16 and, ter- 16 and 13. I'm mentioning these scriptures. I want you all to write this down now. Very important. John 16 and 13 says, How be it that he, the spirit of truth, is come. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Who is our teacher? The Holy Spirit. What will it teach us? All truth. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. I keep saying that because I want you to know these ministers are placed in their position because sometimes we can't hear the Holy Spirit. Sometimes because of our lifestyles and we're just not walking like we should, we can't hear the Holy Spirit. And we have to trust, um, we have to, excuse me, not trust, we have to, uh, this is where we have to fellowship with brothers and sisters. Why the Bible said we're not supposed to be idling unto ourselves because the Father knew that sometimes we would fall down and we couldn't hear his voice. But if we go out, like he sent the disciples, Christ sent the disciples out two at a time, to where when one of them fall, the other one is right there with him. And we're not supposed to be idling to ourselves because when we start believing crazy doctrine, we should have brothers and sisters say, you know what, I don't know about that brother Seth. You know, Scripture says this, Scripture says this, and then I'll say the Scripture says this, Scripture says that. And we go back and forth, sharing, sharing like keeping ourselves uh, above par, you know, because both of us can't be down at the same time. And if you're with an assembly that's bigger than two people, it's even gets better. Everybody can't be defeated at the same time. Again, we're not supposed to touch these people. I want to let y'all hear. I want to let y'all hear this this, this brother uh, testimony here, and then we're gonna come right back and finish this up. And I want to share some other stories. And I'm not trying to make this stuff make this stuff up for y'all to make the show exciting. But some of the stuff you just won't believe that people have allowed ministers to get them to do, especially where it relates to money, because it's what it's all about in the end. It's money seems like money, money, money. But some of this stuff, y'all, just you just say, how do people do it? Well, it's very simple. They want to obey the most high, and they just, they're very gullible. And it could be you, so don't judge too hard because it can be you. See, some of y'all ain't never seen no real miracles. So you let somebody walk up to you and tell you everything about you, and you ain't never seen you and you're in another state. Somebody walks up to you and calls themselves a prophet and, and lay hands and touch you, and they, they're listening to this evil spirit. That know them is a familiar spirit. It's a familiar spirit. It's a familiar spirit. A spirit that's familiar with them, speaking to, 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 to them about you. The spirit goes from everywhere you go. We all have spirits that's trying to get gain access to us. Some of them hang around. Some of them can't get any success, and they move on. But those that's getting a little leeway, they kind of hang out with us. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, some of y'all. Anyway, check this out. You know, it's dangerous for us to put our trust in men, and that includes putting our trust in preachers, putting your trust in servants of the Lord, putting your trust in evangelists, putting your trust in pastors, putting your trust in in any, uh, or in government officials. A lot of people had their trust in Obama, it seemed like, a few years ago, um, when he was, or whenever it was he, he was elected. Um... 
but we're not supposed to put our trust in men. Um, we're supposed to put our trust in God. Um, I have some verses here. I'm reading out the NIV today. Um, in Psalm 118, it says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Of course, prince um, is in the older sense. It doesn't just mean the son of the king. It means uh, a ruler of a land or of a region. Or Anyway, it's a word for rulers. Um, and, you know, in, in, in their government officials, some people trust in government officials, especially the new one that comes in before, you know, you see how he works and that he's just person and that there's still problems. But... Um, and a lot of people put their trust in church leaders who are leaders in their church. They may not be princes in the secular sense, but they're certainly people of influence in that church. Um, in Psalm 146, the idea is echoed again. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose, uh, are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. So, um, we're not supposed to trust in princes. We're not supposed to trust in human beings. When they die, their plans die with them. They're only going to last a short time. But if we trust in God, then we're blessed. We're blessed. And our hope needs to be in the Lord, not in men. Now, I, I know of, um, I, many of us know of people who have been disappointed when they saw how preachers acted. Um, you know, those... There's a when I was a, a young man, I went to a church where there was a a very dynamic, um, loud preacher, uh, very had a lot of charisma, a very good speaker, but he fell into sexual sin and it even made the news. And um, yeah, it was it was a big it was a difficult thing. But fortunately, I wasn't going to the church when the scandal broke. I had got left the church that church before the scandal broke and moved away to another city as a teenager, and I'm really glad I wasn't there, but I, I know that from what I've heard, I'm, someone was chatting with someone, and one of his, uh, somebody that he knew, had fallen away and given up their faith and given up their profession of faith when when he fell, and you wonder where the man, where this person's trust was. I, I know someone that, um, that uh, worked with a preacher that he considered to be a charlatan, and and he uh, doesn't profess to have faith in God anymore. I know I knew another man who was with a very kind of a controlling church, and they put a lot of requirements on him, and he thought, oh, I, I can't do this. And he thought, therefore, I can't be a Christian. And he just he let go uh, of it. And then, you know, six months later, I talked to him, and he's an agnostic. So anyway, the the thing is, if you put your trust in men, your faith is not very stable because men will disappoint you. Women will disappoint you too. People disappoint you, but if your hope is in God, then you uh, then you're solid. You're going to be ble you're blessed. You know when the when the if somebody does fall into a sin, um, you know preachers are human beings. They preachers can be tempted like anybody else, and they can make a choice to fall into a sin or to let it creep up in their lives bit by bit until they're ensnared in a sin, just like anybody else. They're people. If you can you be ensnared in that same sin? Well, then probably a preacher could potentially be ensnared in that sin, and it's really bad if he does. And if you're a person of, of influence in the church, uh, Timothy was told 
to watch his life and his doctrine closely. You know, if you, and it helps save other people if you do that. It's a good witness, and the Lord uses that to help save other people. But if it's an offense to people, that's a pretty bad thing to be, is an offense to other people that causes them to stumble. And, you know, I think it's Jeremiah 17 here. I don't know if I have the verse reference, but Jeremiah 17.5 states the same idea um, a bit more strongly against the person who trusts in man. Before it says, do not put your trust in princes. And then in another Psalm in 118, it says it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. But in uh, Jeremiah 17.5, it says, this is what the Lord says, cursed is the one who trusts in man. So not only is it better not to trust in man, but cursed is the one who puts, who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. The person who fulfills all those requirements is cursed. So this is a, a bad thing. Hey, you know, Jesus is in the business of lifting curses, of breaking people free, free from the curses of the law. So hey, even if you put your trust in man, God can still... Uh, he's still redemptive. He can do a redemptive work. So, uh, cursed is the one who puts his trust in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. There's a warning here about turning, about your heart turning away from the Lord. And I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that that's all put together. Because if you trust in man and you don't trust in the Lord, and your faith is resting in how some man, man that you're going to church with, that you're sitting under his leadership, of how he lives his life, then you're in a very weak situation. Your faith needs to be solidly in the only man you should trust in is the man Christ Jesus. Your faith needs to be in God and not in this leader that, that you're following. Um, and if you, I mean, it's great, it's great to have godly leaders that can help uh, guide you, but your faith needs to be in God. It's not in that person. The, and, um, you know, that will keep you steady. That it will make you blessed is if your hope your help is the God of Jacob your hope is in the Lord your God and if you take refuge in the Lord that's those are good things that's going to keep you solid if the pastor falls if the elders fall if there's a wolf among the elders which Paul warned about to the Ephesian elders who were made overseers by the Holy Ghost that from their own number wolves would arise so you know, if it could happen back then to people that were made overseers by the Holy Ghost, then, you know, you can't put your trust in men or you're going to be in some serious problems. Okay, so uh, God bless you. Thank you for watching this video. Put your trust in the Lord and believe in Him. God bless you. There you have it. I thought that was a nice little... I ran up on that and I was saying, this brother, I like his spirit and... Uh, I just felt like when I see run across people with a good spirit and they not seem to try to attack folks and name names and all that because you don't know where people stand with the Most High. I mean, if I saw David sitting up trying to sleep with Bathsheba, let's say you was privy to see when they, you know, I mean, when they first hooked up and you found out who she was, you wouldn't have been hollering about no David as a, who he is today. So sin is sin. It has the same effect. It kills and steals and destroys. Okay. I got another clip, and I don't even want to waste time. I want to go ahead and bring this other sister on because this sister is talking about uh, uh, Benny Hinn and a letter he sent to her, very disturbing to her, very disturbing letter she received from him claiming he's looking at her and talking to her and all this stuff. 
And that's another thing I want to mention tonight is why we, you know, why, why are we getting these people that saying they're sending these letters out and saying that things like this, I can mock them. I can mock them because I've been sending them all my life. They'll say something like, you know, that they was just in their time of prayer and, 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 and you came up in their spirit. Now, they're writing this letter to you. It's not really no handwritten letter. It's generated their writing like it could go out to millions. And they're saying that God brought you up in their spirit, in their time of prayer. And they just want to let you know that this week you got a blessing coming. And that this week, they always put a time frame on this week, next month, the next 12 months, in three months you're going to get a blessing. I mean, they just saying something. Truth of the matter is in any given week something is going to happen good to anybody. A lot of these prophecies are very general. The next person can read the same letter, and, and and you bring both of them back next week and talk to them in separate rooms, and they both can say, oh, it happened. Just like he said, that's we, that same week, blah, blah, blah happened. You get nine different people that get that letter. You can separate them and ask them after nine weeks. I mean, you can separate them after a week later and say, well, did y'all get what uh, this person said was going to happen? And every single one of them will say, oh, yeah. They can have something horrible happen that week. And they'll say, that must be what he was talking about. I'm just saying, these kind of people are not thinking people. I shouldn't say, they're not, I don't want to say they're not thinking people. They're not very educated. I don't know what other word to say. They're not educated. They're ignorant. It's just simple. They're ignorant. They don't know that the scriptures don't advocate that kind of uh, language. Most I ain't never said nothing about none of that stuff. None of it, none of that have no basis in the scriptures. Nowhere in the scriptures did anybody ever do nothing like that. These people are going to say, I see you sitting there and you're having trouble with a loved one. They don't say a son or a daughter because they know they're taking a chance. You might even have no children. They'll say, you have, a, you have a loved one. But God told me to tell you in 48 hours, this loved one, you're going to see a, you're going to see a change. And there you go looking at every little single thing this person do. So any little thing happen, you blame it on God. Now, this is what's crazy. Y'all always hear something crazy? If you really believe that God is going to do X, Y, Z because of this letter you're reading, the Most High himself has to honor your faith because he said if you decree a thing and believe it, you'll have it in faith, believe it. If you pray in faith, believe you shall receive. That's pretty elementary Bible scriptures right there. So when you believe if this letter from this person that don't know you, never seen you, and ain't heard from nobody telling you nothing, there's no way the most I would have told this person that 18,000 people, let's just say 18,000 people read that letter and they all get a blessing. You probably said, well, didn't he was telling the truth? No, he wasn't telling the truth. He was just saying some general to get your faith active, and then when things happen, you really will send him money. That's how deep this is. Some people actually get miracles from these letters. That's what's strange. Because they believe 
They've already been praying for their son and their daughter. When you get their letter to your loved one, see a, a, an exchange. Well, it was already, everybody's praying for their loved one. Everybody. Who ain't praying for their loved one? So you already was bleeding. And when you hear this letter, you think he really was hearing from God, even though you're not looking at the letter where he signed his name. It's not really an ink signature. It's a generated, printed type of thing. You get excited. You believe the most high even more, and guess what? That young person, something happens in the spirit realm. Classic examples, what happened with, uh, uh, I will say this because it's public knowledge. It was a gentleman by the name of W.V. Grant. You can Google him as well. He is the only person I'm going to mention his name. And I'm going to mention his name because it's general knowledge, and uh, this guy was actually busted. This man had mics in his ear. So I don't feel like I'm judging W.V. Grant. I'm just saying what actually happened. Probably I shouldn't have said his name, but I'm bust. I went too far now, so I'm saying his name, W.V. Grant. W.V. Grant Jr. was calling people out and telling them, what is your name? I hear a Mary. He'd be singing. He'd say, I hear a Mary. Mary, do I hear a Mary? Is there a Mary in the audience? And somebody would scream because obviously they feel special because he's calling their name out. And uh, he'll go to them. And he'll tell them things that only the Most High and that person will know. And that would you or anybody jump up and down and almost go crazy because you're feeling like the Most High is really talking to this person. You know it would do that to you. Somebody said, well, how did he do it? W.B. Grant had people all over services out in the parking lot looking like regular people coming to go to the service. But they they was dressed like people going to the service, but they was working for him. And they meet in the parking lot and they ask somebody their name. They're looking at something they may be wearing with a name on it, maybe their Bible have a name on it, and they're asking their name. And they say, Oh, the service gonna be nice tonight. Oh yeah, and you know, they mostly deal with a lot of black people. Black older lady might say, Well, yeah, God gonna move tonight and they say, Where are you from? Well, I'm from such and such Texas. I'm from such and such South Carolina, wherever. And, and you know, and they'll say, they say, well, honey, I believe it. Then this this WV Grant person that's working for him might say, well, what you you know, I, they may say something like, well, I'm coming here because I'm to, uh, I'm coming because I'm looking for God to do this for me. And then that will make you say, well, God, what you looking for God to do for you? You might say, well, I got a son in jail. I'm looking. Whenever you share anything. Like that, they're writing that stuff down all the time. And then W.V. Grant, when he calls you out, he calls your name, and he says, uh, there's a mayor, there's, I hear a Cynthia, Cynthia, whatever, and he's talking to you. He'll say something like this. Did any of my people, and he'll have certain people inside dressed a certain way, they look like his people, where everybody knows those are his people. But what he don't tell you is some of his people is dressed like regular civilian, and they sitting down in in pews, like everybody else. Or maybe they, you know, lose you and they just disappear and you don't know where they're, but some kind of way they weren't dressed like everybody else. And he had this real tiny mic, and he had a person in the control room, some kind of way where they can see where he was, and they would tell him, go to your left, go to your left, red skirt, red blouse or something. And he, I mean, this man, all of this stuff, all of this stuff was a hoax. Well, the FBI got wind of it, and they saturated his place with FBI officials everywhere, everywhere, 
just like members, just like W.V. Grant did, so did the FBI. And they busted him. But they couldn't send him to jail because, you know, he had his stuff together. It was tight. He had his stuff together. You know, I don't know how he got out of it, but, you know, these people are very slick. They're very smart. You know, they're just as wicked as the FBI is. You know, this, this, is, part, this is what Satan does. He has his own people. And, and I'm not saying W.V. Grant ain't real. I'm just letting you know what he did. I personally don't think he is. But that's you no know, my my opinion. I don't know that for a fact. But this is pretty out there, you ask me. This is different than somebody deceived and don't know the truth. This is you going you got a whole staff involved with lying and cheat. This is this is out there. Anyway, to make a long story short, these people would be thinking they are talking to a man of God. And when he said that 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 cancer you got is healed, or that whatever you got, and these people would believe so strong, lots of times they would get healed, would go to the doctor, come back, maybe with a doctor's statement saying they healed because the like Christ told the woman that touched the hem of his garden garment, thy faith have made thee whole. My, 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 this is some deep stuff. I haven't even scratched the surface with stories and first-hand accounts of deception, lies, trickery. We're going to uh, go a little deeper right now and let this lady talk that had this serious encounter with Benny Hinn. Now, uh, one time in the video she said something like, these ministers that be laying hands on with oil, well, you can't say just because somebody laying hands on putting oil on people that they're the bad people. There's people that put oil on people that's that's the ultimate examples of what this faith is supposed to be about. Can't do that. And then I think she actually called Benny Hens a, a phony. I, again, this show is not to judge the heart of man. It's to judge the deeds of man against the scriptures, and to send out a warning to all Christians, like the name of the show tonight, look out for these particular behaviors. They're nowhere in the scriptures. These ministers are just, you know, we're going to talk about all this stuff these people do tonight. Hopefully I can squeeze it all in. All these, a lot of these anniversaries, they're wonderful. It's nothing, nothing wrong with San Diego leader that you appreciate them in their sacrifice and trying to get the word out. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with bringing gifts and saying you appreciate. But the truth of the matter is this stuff is not really scriptural. But it don't mean it's not a good gesture. Okay? It ain't scripture. That, you know, I don't see nothing where the scripture where it says help an old lady out of the car, but it's still a good thing to do. I mean, a lot of things we do, we have the spirit, and it's okay to do. But this, these people take it to another level. You know, you got 20 members, and those 20 members giving $20,000 for your pastor white passing anniversary. And, I mean, it's so much, many types of offering, $30 line, $20 line. What is that? You want a blessing? I need you to sow X amount of dollars. Then after that, you call another line, and that's for the people that's going to give even more, and you're going to be looking for even bigger blessing. I mean, there's some crazy cuckoo, way out far things, and you say, well, what's wrong? They're just trying to, in the end, if it's a lie, if it's a lie, 
if the scriptures didn't say it. If people are saying God said, God said, and he didn't say, in the end, somebody is going to be hurt. That's what lies do. That's why we shouldn't tell them. That's why we're prohibited not to tell lies because sooner or later it's going to harm the person, their neighbor, or their relationship with the Most High. This is why we're supposed to not be engaged in anything that's not right. If you want to pass a wife and wife anniversary, there's nothing wrong with that in terms of it being a good gesture. But don't come off as though the scripture says it, and don't wear people down with excessive offerings and, and robbing people. You know these people don't have money, and you just taking more. And you, this stuff is way out of control. So listen to this, because she really going to put some of y'all's mind right quick about Benny Hinn. Uh, again, I don't judge the man, but I definitely judge his work. And this right here is some crazy stuff. And I wish you could see the video, because she's going to actually talk about a letter. She's saying, I'm, I, can vent, I can vouch to you that, and might as well, might as well go ahead. I don't know how, how I'm trying to think how I would, because I want you all to see what he's doing. We're online a lot of y'all. Let me see real quick when I find the video. And what you can do is turn your computer down and follow her on YouTube and look at the documents she's got because she is literally pointing at lines upon lines and she's comparing scriptures with what this man is saying. I want you all to see this. So go to YouTube. Those of you that want to follow uh, the graphics on this, go to Benny Hinn and uh, listen what this sister say. Uh, this is the African-American sister. The name of her video is Benny Hinn's False Anointing. Pay and hell and he'll pray. Pay and he'll pray. Again, the name of this video is Benny Hens, B-E-N-N-Y, H-I-N-N apostrophe S, False Anointing. Pay and he'll pray. Pay and he'll pray. I'm going to put the link up in the uh, in the chat room for those of you. Who uh, who want to follow this? Uh, just give me a second, give me three seconds here. Okay, now uh, those of you that want to follow me, all you got to do is go to the chat room and uh, click on the link in the chat room, and you'll be able to. See, and I want you to go ahead and get it, do it now where you can uh, get to the video pretty quickly. I know some of y'all computers are slow. But if you click on that link, you'll get her and we'll start at the same time. You just turn your computer down and then you can listen to mine. and uh, Or you can turn yours up either way. All right? So I'm going to give you another three seconds to do that. Again, those of you that want to hear this, go to the clip and uh, click on it. And uh, you can just look at her with your sound turned down, and you can listen to my sound. Or you can turn my sound down. I would turn yours down because you don't know if I'm going to stop it early or something. Okay? So here's Benny Hinn, uh, this clip uh, about this lady who was very upset with something she received in the mail. Check this out. As many of you may know, either through watching other YouTube videos or other informative Christians, when it comes to Benny Hinn, 
he's definitely working under a power, but it's not the power of God. And there are plenty of factual things that he said and done, like saying that there's an anointing emanating from the grave of the lady who he proclaims is his mentor. Um, there's another interesting clip that I found which cemented it for me in which he said that Adam was a bird before, that Adam flew because Adam had dominion over animals and having dominion means that that person was once able to do those things that they had dominion over. What? What? <laughs> anyway, this is a man, very famous, televangelist, works under the moves of the spirit that unfortunately so many Christians and other people are getting blinded by without taking the time to actually read the word of God and taking a look for themselves to see that, you know, this man truly is not of God. Anyway, I was one of those people fooled back in the day when I was a baby Christian and I donated money to him. Uh, not that much, thank the Lord, but still enough for me to remember. Um, anyway, since that day, they have not stopped sending me mailers, envelopes in the mail, requesting money, talking about an anointing, a prophetic word, a message, this, that, and the other. It does make me wonder, is this where all the money that people are donating to this ministry is going to all these mailers? Because you know they must be sending hundreds and thousands, if not millions, of mailers out to people all over the United States, if not all over the world. Anyway, I wanted to share this one with you. My husband thought it would be a good idea to share this. So, if you can see, it's an express delivery mailer. And it says, um, this is to agree with you for a 12-month prosperity anointing. I have enclosed a special prayer card. Send me your request and I will personally anoint your card with oil. I don't know if you can see it there, but I will personally anoint your card with oil and send it back to you at the point of agreement. Signed, Benny Hinn. The back says, 12 months, prosperity anointing. Okay. I haven't opened it up yet. So again, this is from uh, the Benny Hinn Ministries. So, this is what they're sending to people, y'all. And as you know, if you look in the Bible, here's a letter. And I'll just read a bit. It says, I'm writing this note to you by hand to emphasize the importance of the message. I have written below and to ask, you to read every single word of this letter that is straight from my heart. So he says he's written this by hand. As you can see, this has actually been printed on paper, not written by hand, but okay, nonetheless. Let's see what it says here. He says, in a recent letter I shared how the Lord told me, tell my people to believe my word, and if they believe my word, there will be no loss. There will be a release of an anointing for the next 12 months that you have never seen before. What's so special about the next 12 months? 
why hasn't it happened before? And what's going to happen after the 12 months? Is that special anointing not going to be there? I'm just saying. Let's go on. He says, so many of our partners and ministry friends are locking onto the promise of an unprecedented 12-month release of anointing and abundance. So I'm wondering, is there a guarantee, a cashback guarantee? What kind of guarantee happens if it only lasts, you know, for a month or if it doesn't happen at all? So let's see how we can become part of this anointing. He says, I encourage you to be part of this anointing that is beginning to sweep around the world. I am enclosing a 12-month anointing prosperity prayer card. 12-month anointing prosperity prayer card for you to return so I can personally anoint it with oil and join with select prayer warriors to pray for you. And this is where a lot of people get into trouble thinking that the pastor or some lead person has special power, special anointing, and is the only person that should pray over you or has a special direct uh, 911 phone call extension to God. It's not true. As born-again believers, we each have a direct extension to God. Okay, Jesus Christ is our intercessor. We go to him directly. We do not need to have someone put oil on a card or anything else so our prayers can get answered. God will answer the prayers according to his will. Let's go on. We know that there is great power in the seed that you plant, especially into the fertile soil of this ministry and particularly during this anointed season. We see as it says here, I don't know if you can see that, but it says, giving is always tied to God's financial blessing. That, my friends, is called blasphemy. Giving is not always tied to financial blessings. If ever, we don't give because we are expecting a financial blessing. We give sacrificially from the heart because it's all the Lord's anyway. This is not a, a heavenly um, anointed casino where we give and we expect a return. A heavenly stock market where we invest funds expecting a payback on our return. Okay? It says here, continuing at the bottom, and only the anointing can deliver you from debt and prosperity. I know the enemy has been messing with you, trying to take your finances, trying to take your family. But we come to serve those on the devil today. Send your seed offering in the enclosed envelope. Your reply represents you personally and demonstrates your act of faith. Wrap your faith around your financial seed and sow it with excitement and expectation. Do not negotiate with the Lord but obey him today, be faithful to God, and he will never let you down. This, again, is so blasphemous because this is a form of brainwashing, especially to the people who aren't reading the word, which is a lot of these people who aren't uh, 
or who are watching televangelists basically are being given the impression that if you sow a seed, God will not let you down. To him, seed means money. Give money, give it in faith, and God will not let you down. So people are assuming, okay, well, I want this to multiply. I want this to multiply. It may not be in God's will, but I want this to multiply, so I'm going to give this amount because I want a certain amount back, a certain financial blessing, and I know that God is not going to let me down. Do you see how many eyes are involved in that? How selfish that entire line of thinking? Nothing to do with what God wants me to do for His ministry, who He wants me to bless, and whatever His will be done, so let it be. All I like to say when it comes to these prosperity teachers and prosperity oil anointing um, shenanigans like these is think about the people in India. India has, I don't even know the numbers, millions of people who will never, ever have enough money to pay for a house or to rent a room. There are people who will be believers there and who are believers there. So you're telling me that um, God has let them down? No, they are rich. We're all rich in the eternal life that we have in Jesus Christ. Just be careful, people. Read the Word of God. Find yourself some good commentaries, biblical commentaries, so that you can get greater understanding if something seems a little bit confusing, but don't go off of just what one person says, and if it doesn't line up with the word, it's not of God. God bless. Wow, wasn't she articulate? That's why I love people like that. She laid that out. I love how she laid that out, you know. Um, judging his heart, yes, she did, And uh, but um, I'll let her stand before the Most High and, and deal with that. Um Listen to this, folks, but I definitely agree with her. That's some crazy, wicked stuff going on there um, that Benny Hinn was doing in the story. I mean, it really is. I mean, you cannot, and and, and it goes deeper than this, folks. It goes so much deeper. A lot of these ministers, when they come on, they got these big, mainly the ones with the big, humongous mission. I'm not hating on them because a lot of them are real. I don't think everybody is large. It's necessarily deceptive. I don't believe that. Some of these, including Creflo, Creflo is on a series right now. You you would just love on who we are in the spirit because we always talk about what our flesh is doing. We don't know who we are in the spirit. And I haven't heard one thing he said that was not scripture. And I've heard him talk about marriage before, and I've heard him talk about you know just just working and a lot of good things. So I don't know if I can send this into hell just yet, but Check out some of this other stuff I want to talk about. A lot of times when you listen to these ministers, they'll say, now, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Gosh, I'm trying to impart some to you. They they talk down to you like they have some special anointing, like the sister just said, and like the scripture, more importantly, just said in 1 John 2.27, 20, uh, 2, you need not the enemy. You have an unction from the Spirit. Actually, the unction from the Spirit is another scripture I was going to read. But it says one scripture. I read earlier how you need not that any man should teach you. That was First uh, John two twenty seven. But there was next another scripture that said you said you have an unction from the Spirit, and need not that any man should teach you. Uh, this is what I was saying uh, early 
or what the scripture I was trying to find earlier, you have an unction from the spirit. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to find that for y'all. And then I want y'all to, I want to talk about something else real quick because I've got so much to cover in a short time. Okay. But anyway, uh, while I'm looking it up, let me just say this real quick. When you see people and they're constantly saying, uh, you know, I'm trying to, they talk down at you like this until they got some special gift. You got to be very, very careful about those people. That's witchcraft. Y'all know that? That's a form of control. That is a form of control. If you sit under somebody and somebody's constantly talking about, uh, how they're going to impart something to you. The only person that should be imparting anything is the Holy Spirit. And I mean, some of these people can live like celebrities, and they can look, they can, I'm telling you, sit there and all you want to and judge these people, but some of y'all don't know these speakers, these people we're talking about. You just see them on TV. If you ever rub elbows with them, these people. I mean, they fly you around in a helicopter and they land and they got servants everywhere you turn and people just kissing their behind and just trying to touch them and try. It does have that effect of a type of messiah, if you will. And it's very easy when they already, you know, after they did all that, they tell you something about yourself and that nobody knew to be a familiar spirit operating through them. They could be one of those persons that's expert body language. Some people that are experts at body language, they can read the way you walk. I know this sounds crazy, but Julius Fast, who is the world authority on body language, talked about how our bodies don't lie. It tells our story, what we wear, how we dress, how our mannerisms, how fast we move, how slow we move, what we choose to drive, what we choose to wear, what we choose to how we articulate, how we word our how we word our words, the speed of our. I mean, Julius Fast looks at the tiny behaviors of the body and can read people. And I don't think it's no evil spirit. He's reading our behaviors, and sometimes it means saying something to somebody and then read, and then saying something else to them and then read. I mean, this man, he talks. I used to be a student of his. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about with this. I had to get out of it because it got dangerous. I would really begin to read people. So I literally stopped studying body language back when I met my wife. I was really into it because I thought it was so fascinating that you could sit up and read somebody's body language. And that got me twisted for about at least two years. I was studying that stuff. But it got so deep, I could every once in a while I could zero in into what somebody was thinking. I didn't like that. I mean, It wasn't as, as clever as I thought. But anyway, um, like the sisters say, any time somebody is lording over you, if people are not treating you as though you have the same anointing, same power, same access to the Father, run from them like hell. They will cripple you in the end. You'll, you, you will never outgrow them as long as, uh, as long as they are condescending. And this is why I do not like... Uh, uh, Certain churches, you know, pastors I've had over the past, some of them were very, uh, they had the spirit of Christ, and I could just grow around them, and others wanted to constantly 
know what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and who I'm out with. These people are some dangerous. Folks, this is some dangerous stuff. This right here, I can talk for another month on controlling pastors and teachers and controlling uh, ministers and controlling, uh, you know, just doctrines that that just just keep you in a box. You'll never, ever grow. So this impartations. Uh, but you hear people say, I'm going to impart to you the spirit. You hear it all the time on TBN, Net, Word Network, and Daystar. You're always hearing these men say, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to impart something to you. Reach out and listen right now. I'm getting ready to impart the spirit. God's going to impart something. Be very careful. Whatever the spirit of the Most High is going to do to that brother or sister, he can do it through you in your living room. And if somebody don't present it to you like that, they are a dangerous person. I don't care how much they know about the scriptures. And this is why I've heard ministers like Miles Monroe. You know, it's like I love Miles. He's one of my favorite teachers. I uh, love Andrew Womack. That's another one of my favorite teachers. You know, Jake said once in a while does some very good motivational. Get you, you know, Jake's going to say some things that get your fire going in terms of encouragement. But, and I really shouldn't mention Jake's because I don't, I don't know that he is, I don't find him to be as condescending as I do uh, Miles sometime, Miles Monroe, and, and I probably shouldn't be mentioning these names. I know I said I wouldn't earlier, but, again, I'm not judging their hearts what I said I wouldn't do earlier. I'm not saying these people are not righteous. I'm not saying these people are not, you know, believers, but that's just going, they're just disobedient right now, or maybe they're just flat out deceived or ignorant, because they can be ignorant. As, as, as powerful as they look and as, as untouchable as they look, oh, yes, they sure can be ignorant. But I hate to hear Miles talk about, you know, God sent me from the Bahamas to teach you this. He says that. You know, one time I heard him say that the reason why the Most High brought him from the Bahamas was because, you know, because we didn't have any states. Anytime people talk to you like that and they have a following and they're on TBN and they own the jet, like he just recently bought, well, not recently, but he bought a jet about a couple of years ago. Anytime you had that kind of, Language it it makes it almost hum, it humbles you under them, it, it not in a good way in a bad way, and people that's constantly under people like that never grow. You never grow bigger than that person, because that's your mentor. You know, people they're very controlling. Some of these people always want to be called pastor or bishop or reverend. They won't even talk to you if you don't address them like that. They call it disrespect if you don't call them. That truth of the matter is. They may be pastor to somebody, but they're not your pastor. So why should you, you have to say pastor? Now, you don't want to disrespect nobody. I want to get to say that again. You don't want to, I'm not trying to in any way get people up in the arms and get them to disrespect these people because some of these people have served their life in the community. It's just they got a certain amount of deception going, and we're talking about that tiny bit a part of their ministry. Some of these people can line up hundreds that have been most high have delivered them from drugs from following these people. So you can't I'm telling you you get in trouble. And remember the Bible says touch not my nor do my prophet no harm, but at the same time, he need not to be touching you because you're his too. As a matter of fact, let's go to some, some scriptures real quick to talk about what he needs to be aware of. See everybody always want to quote scriptures that do my prophet no harm, do my prophet no harm. But the scripture says it like this in Matthew. Check this out. Y'all going to love this one. 
Matthew 18 and 6, not that it matters whether you love it or not, it's the truth. Uh, but whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, talking about the, talking about the most highest sheep, his, his, his believers, his followers, but whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. So this is what goes out to the ministers that offend his little ones. And that's Matthew 8 and 18 and 6, 18 and 6. Okay? So this goes both ways. This goes both ways. It goes both. in Luke, you just will turn to Luke 17, Luke 17 and 2. Says something very similar. Check this out. Again, folks that are offending the little ones, those baby Christians the sister said she used to be, this is another entirely different book addressing the same thing. This is physician Luke talking. He says, it were better for him. Let me just go ahead and read above that so y'all won't think I'm, it's all relevant. We'll start at verse 1. Then say, he unto his disciples, this is Christ, it is impossible but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanging about his neck and he cast in the sea than he should offend one of his little ones. So to those ministers out there, and, and, and those in the, in the in the ministry that are doing these things to the most high sheep, and I'm not done with scriptures about what's going to happen to you, but just like the Bible said, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm, and it also goes both ways. The prophet should be harming the sheep. The shepherd should be not harming the sheep. So, again, anybody claiming to have a special anointing, like the sister was saying earlier, even things such as prayer cloths, you know, uh, they are actually taking it from the book of Acts, you know, where uh, they lay cloth on. Uh, that's actually scriptural. But what gets me about the prayer cloth and the prayer cards and the prayer change and the prayer water that comes from Israel and the prayer this and this and that is they charge for this stuff. And they may not come out and say they charge, and they say we'll send you a prayer. Cl-. Yeah, they charge because they say we'll send you a prayer cloth if you send us a ministry gift. They're charging for this, and sometimes this stuff come out of somebody's basement. There ain't been nowhere near no Red Sea water. And if, even if it did come from Israel, what make it more special? The Holy Spirit is giving you all the power you need. The Bible says it like this, folks. Very simple and plain. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. The scripture says it like this. It says the Father has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In the spirit, which is where everything comes from, we've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. In other words... What really is real 
It's what's in the spiritual realm, not what's in the natural realm. Reality is what's in the spiritual realm, not what's in the natural. What's in the natural is very controlled by man. It's very political, has some time to do with based upon color and all this, and it's very hard to see what's real and what's not looking at the natural realm. But what's in the spiritual realm, you are as wealthy as the spiritual realm says. And it says in Second Peter 1 and 3, According as his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. That's saying exactly what it meant. Again, Second Peter 1 and 3 says, According, let's just back up and look at... Uh, since that's, let's just go ahead and look at the, uh, hold on one second, because I don't want y'all to think I'm twisting nothing. This is serious stuff. All these people try to make like uh, they got something special over you, a special ability to impart this and to impart that. It just turned my stomach. It really does. I'm being easy on tonight because I know it's the thing to do, but my personal feelings, you don't want to know what I feel about a lot of these ministers. And they're taking a lot of your grandmothers and your grandfathers and your your sisters and brothers hard-earned money, and and and, and it's okay if they are, if these if, the, if your loved ones is giving to the Most High, you know they're giving to man, and man is doing what's wrong, but they're really in their heart giving to the Most High. I believe there's a blessing in that. But if they're giving to these men, listening to these letters and acting on these letters, this deception, they're losing their money, folks. That's the sad thing about it. First Peter. Uh, chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, many of y'all know I don't believe in a J. wasn't no J in the Hebrew. But I'm not going to sit up and start and, 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 and pronounce the appropriate name and not say the word God and throw everybody off and scare them. So I read the scriptures as they appear for those that don't know that deeper study. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Here comes the verse. Verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And it goes on to say, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these ye may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. This is saying that we have been given something far more precious than these little trinkets and physical things, although this scripture is actually including that in there. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. There's many promises in the scriptures. You do this, I'll do that. You do this, and I'll do that. And when you start including the promises that the Most High promise, here's one promise right here. If you pray in faith, believe, and you shall receive. That right there includes physical things. So he's given us that. That's just one promise. There's probably there's thousands. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you may partake of his divine nature. When you partake of all the promises in the scriptures, you are partaking of the very nature that the Most High operate in. In other words, there is no lack in his kingdom. There is no lack. And when we when we walk in this, we live as God. Uh, uh, we're followers. He says, be imitated to God as dear children. We're literally fulfilling that scripture. 
versus me saying we're gods, because y'all are probably scared you. Like, Christ nearly was stoned for saying that, so I'm not going to say it, just for sake of this teaching. So anyway, we have these people that, again, trying to impart stuff into us. They say, I'm going to impart this into you. They say they have little gimmicks about seed offerings. You know, you give uh, uh, these lines. I've seen lines where they have $30 lines, $40 lines, $100 lines, $1,000 lines. And anybody put $1,000 down, basically you get the whole, you get everything. It's not like that. Oftentimes, what Christ is concerned, the Bible says when the widow gave, uh, uh, she gave more than anybody. And it was the smallest. And if she gave more than anybody, that would mean she's going to reap more than anybody. So it's just the flip opposite in the kingdom. But these ministers have you thinking the more you give to them, claiming you're giving to the most high, that the more you're going to get back. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but this is some serious things. This is some very serious teachings tonight. Very sad. And y'all don't know the stories. Y'all don't know how much pain. Y'all don't know how many people have left the church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold. I'm going to withhold one scripture from y'all that's going to blow y'all away. It's going to blow you away. I promise you. Those of you on the phone lines, I just got a message that uh, you got 90 seconds as this show. You won't be able to listen anymore, so I'm going to type in the phone number for you, 760-283-0838. Please call this number so you will be able to continue to listen to this show. Um, okay? 760-283-0838. But listen, folks, I just want to share one thing, and then I want to drop this last scripture, I promise it's going to be the strongest out of everything we've heard tonight. Uh, and it's, a, it's what's going to happen to those that follow man. It's a scripture, just to give you a little tease. Um, folks, there are thousands and thousands of people that have left the church. They no longer believe, as you heard the one uh, person talking about earlier on the video, that the guy was saying that. He had a friend that no longer is in the church. He's an agnostic. People are very hurt by ministries, a lot of ministries. Now, it's to, it's not the most highest fault. It's their fault. Again, they don't read their scriptures. The Bible tells us that we know them by, by their love. We know uh, people are the disciples by us. We don't look at works. We don't look at miracles. We don't look at prophetic anointings, nothing. We don't look at nothing come out of their mouth but love. And we also look at the scriptures, and we listen to the spirit. Again, the Bible says you have an unction from the spirit. Need not that any man should teach you. First John two twenty seven says you need not that any man should teach you. You have the Holy Spirit. Uh, John sixteen and thirteen says the Holy Spirit will lead you guys and tell all truth. And we mentioned other scriptures tonight. No, so did individuals on the video. If you didn't get those scriptures, rewind it, rewind and listen again. You need not to trust any man, including yourself. You should not be trusting yourself. You should trust the Holy Spirit. You should trust the Holy Spirit. You should trust the Holy Spirit to reveal to you truth. Not for you to reveal yourself truth. You should not trust yourself to reveal truth to yourself. You should trust the Holy Spirit. And some of us just can't hear the Holy Spirit because there's so much noise. And I don't mean physical noise. 
I mean, just distractions in our life. And at that point, we just need to get rid of those distractions. I'm not trying to be nobody past tonight. Again, don't even trust me. Don't even trust me. Trust, listen to what I say, and like Paul told Timothy, just consider what I say, Timothy, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. Consider what I say, Timothy, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all, into all truth. Again, Paul told Timothy, consider what I'm saying, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all, all truth. So, y'all don't know, some of you listeners, listen to the sound of my voice, you don't know how much pain these practices, like I started up earlier talking about this pastor that was thinking of women. That woman was traumatized. I'm shocked she's, I don't know if she, I don't even know if she's in church still, but these women that got raped and, and sodomized and, and, and those that didn't, the pastor go that far on, they still uh, got spanked by him. And even if they didn't get spanked, and he just told them you need to spank him, that can mess people up right there. Just your pastor telling you that you're going to have to undergo spanking. He's going to have to spank you. And you get 16 licks as a grown person. That can mess up your psyche, just that right there, without you getting one lick. Some of these people was married. That's what I don't understand. How do you? <laughs> they they obviously didn't tell their husband because they probably said he ain't gonna understand. It just makes me just angry to hear. Anyway, some of these people, unfortunately, when you don't, you know, I don't want to be no marriage counselor tonight for real. But how can you be a married woman and you let your pastors give you 16 licks? I don't understand. You're supposed to be telling him anything. He's supposed to be your covering. I mean, you know, anyway, folks, that's just, I don't know what to say to that. It's just every time I every time I tonight, it just does something to me. But there are people that have left the church. There are people that's hurt. There are people that turned their back on God. There's people that's done with God because they knew these people was of Him. How could they do the things they do? How could they pray for the sick and they be and they recover? Some of these people have testimonies. Some of these people have been on drugs and, and got delivered, got set free, and they walk with the Most High for a season, and, they, and that's when they got all the the, cre- the credentials. And then when they made a turn, a left turn, and start going backwards. They didn't have to, you know, they living out their old credentials. This thing is a daily thing. I mean, somebody can be living right one minute and listen to Satan next minute. Remember when Peter said to Christ, uh, Christ said, who am I? Who 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 do men say I am? Who, now, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And they said this, that, and the other, and then Peter said, thou art Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And what did Christ say to him? Man did not did not show you this. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Peter. Now, Peter, you just actually heard from the Holy Spirit. The Spirit revealed this to you. Wow, what a big time for Peter. Had to have been the highlight of his life. 
Peter had just got a word from the Holy Spirit. Wow. Then the next minute, Christ started talking about how he must die and, you know, same prophets must be fulfilled. And that same Peter said, in the same day, this will let this not be so. This will not happen. And what did Christ say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Two different spirits use this man in the same day. I'm very hesitant to say this person, that person ain't right. Now, what you going to do, say Peter wasn't a true disciple because Satan used him and said you're not going to the cross? You got it like that? Okay. Turn to 1 Kings 22. This is the most disturbing scripture to me in the whole Bible. There ever was a scripture that really blew me away is this one. I warn you, be prayerful. It might do the same for you. But it's the word. You can't go wrong with the word. Here's some people that was pursuing mankind, pursuing man's approval. All of you folks out there that's into your pastor and you saying, no, he's not quite like that. I know what you're saying, but my pastor looked different. He ain't quite like that. Okay. This is for you. I don't care how great a man is right now. He is a man. If you trip and do some stupid stuff, and I know some of you do, what do you think your pastor can do? Trust me, no pastor wants their members to be a fly on the wall at any time in their house. Most of them don't anyway. Sometimes sins is of the mind. Sometimes people don't some people don't sin out openly. They it's sins of a heart, jealousy and envy and unforgiveness, and that must eat them alive. Okay. Here was a person that was pursuing evil. Remember the scripture says when you pursue a thing, I'm telling you all, this scripture is going to mess you up. I'm telling you right now, you better not be trying to look at no movie or something halfway this to me. If I ever ask for your undivided attention, it's right now. Okay? Here's a person that was pursuing evil. And the Most High says, after you keep pursuing a thing and pursuing a thing, he will give you that thing. He will give you that evil. He will send you that evil. If you keep pursuing something, pursuing it and pursuing it and working hard, like on a job, pursuing it, pursuing it, pursuing it, he said he, he, not Satan, he would give you that thing, which means he's going to allow Satan or even send a spirit, an evil spirit your way. See, most people don't know this part about the Father. They don't know this part about him. When he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. How are he going to look repaying some? If somebody did some evil and killed thousands of people, the most I say, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. I'm going to repay you can't even imagine the father repaying because that means he's got to do the same amount of evil that person did. Let's say if somebody killed a thousand people unjustly, and the most I say, I'm going to repay. That means probably 
7,000 is going to die of that person's family or something. You can't see the most high doing that. Most of us can't. I want y'all to listen to this verse. I don't want to read the whole story for time's sake. I'm going to start up at verse number. I'll start at verse 17. Verse 23 is the main focus. This is First uh, Kings 22. You want to get your Bible on this because y'all are not going to think I'm reading from the Bible. I promise you, you're not going to think I'm reading from the Bible. You think I'm making this up. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the mountain. This is a prophet. As sheep that had not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man unto his house in peace. Verse 18. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy not good concerning me but evil? Verse 19. And he said, Hear ye therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all of the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, The Lord said, The good person said, Check this out. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab? that he may go up and fall at Ramagilead. And one said of this manner, and another said of that manner. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. This is judgment that was that came from the very throne of the God of the Old Testament. I believe this was Christ in his form of glory. Some of you may believe it's the most high. It don't really matter at this point. The focus of it is there was a lion spirit sent from his presence that's to go into these prophets. Let's read it one more time. Not the whole thing, but let's just focus on where it says... Uh, and the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall? Ahab was a wicked man. He pursued evil. So the Most High, I mean the, uh, the, the God of the Old Testament, because I believe this is Christ in his form of glory, said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall? So in other words, It's being asked, who, which one of you? This is a conversation with spirit. Which one of you is going to go up to Ahab? That he may go up and fall 
and Ramoth Gilead. And once Ramoth Gilead is a place, for those of you that don't know. So, in other words, it's like a spirit is solicited. Which one of y'all want to go up and deceive this king into falling? And once said, this matter, forth the spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade you. And the Lord said unto him, Wherefore, well, excuse me,